0: Well, hello and welcome to this
1: week's episode of the Press Zone podcast right here on AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. We are so glad that you're here with us today. Boy, it is an exciting day. The NHL Draft Lottery results are in and we are going to talk about that in a minute. But first... Uh, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Amy Johnson. I'm your host for the show and also the lead correspondent at the AHL Report, and I'm joined every week in the studio by my tremendous co-host. He's our founder, president, and editor-in-chief here at Rocket Sports. He's the one and only Rick Stevens, and Rick, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Are you a lottery kind of lover, Um, a gambler? Um, You like the gaming? You like all that kind of stuff?
1: Like the NHL draft lottery or just lottery oh, no. in general? Well, I,
2: I'm, I'm just saying in general. Yes, we're going to talk uh, about the draft lottery, but.
1: You know, when there's like the, like, when like the mega millions hits like, you know, a new record high jackpot, you know, you can't win if you don't play. So mm-hmm. I, occasionally I might toss a buck in to, to get a, to get some numbers. Um, But I don't, I, I don't play the lottery as much like DraftKings and that kind of thing. Yeah, I do that, but not um not the lottery so much
2: how about the ponies did you um did I you watch did, the derby
1: i did um uh it's definitely is a must uh, must see tv for me uh every year is uh the entire triple crown um I did not bet the bet i did not place bet on the horses this year but um
2: if if you had a place to bet would you now we know that the longest shot in the history of the world won, or something like that. Um, Basically, would, would and I you really
1: have... wish I had placed a bet on it? Well, really? <laughs> yeah. He, his payout was, I think, the second highest um, for winners, like in Kentucky Derby history, which is ridiculous. Um, I boxed five horses in my pseudo. I don't know what that means. But my, go ahead. <laughs> in my pseudo uh, bet, and and one of the ones that I had had targeted as a potential winner uh, was Zandon who came in third. He was, he would have come in uh, second. Um, so yeah. Well, it <laughs> yeah, it was exciting. It was exciting. It was, I mean, that jock, those jockeys do incredible work. And that was, that was the ride of a lifetime for that jock. Um, and it was a uh, pretty, pretty tremendous. So now we'll see now all eyes are going to be on lucky strike to see if he can do the same thing at the Preakness, but
2: well, not an unknown now.
1: Not an unknown now. Just a now. last
2: minute replacement for the Kentucky Derby, but
1: well, and short short de- short detour here. That horse, you could have bought that horse in a claiming race last year. A claiming race is a is a horse race where uh all of the horses are available all of the horses in a particular race are available for sale after the race is done. You could have bought that, so hence the you can claim a horse after the race. you could have bought that horse in a claiming race for about thirty grand last year,
2: which I guess is a bargain
1: at this point now, yes <laughs> <laughs> at this point now, yes, because his his breeding price once he retires is going to be ridiculous mm. um so so yes, it was uh quite entertaining, quite entertaining. Um, But we have entertainment in the hockey world for you today. We are going to, uh, as I said, the draft lottery results are in. We know now where the Montreal Canadiens are picking uh, in just a couple of months, actually in just over a month, uh, at the NHL entry draft. So we're going to talk about the results of the draft lottery. We've already heard from Kent Hughes with his reaction. Uh, So we're going to Rick and I are going to have our own reaction and talk about what Kent, Kent Hughes had to say Uh, before then we kind of switch gears and focus on the season that's still going on in the AHL for the Habs uh, farm team, the Laval rocket in the midst of their uh, first series uh, playoff against the Syracuse crunch we will get you up to speed on how that's going for them. Uh, And then in our second segment, just going to kind of give you a broader picture of what's going on in the AHL right now. Uh, who was eliminated from the the best of three play-in round uh, around the league, and as a result of that, what are now all of the round two matchups across the league? In addition to uh, Laval and Syracuse, that's playing right now. We'll give you the rundown on some of the biggest AHL regular season awards that have finally been announced. And then, of course, we've got some great content to make sure that you didn't miss this past week that we just want to bring to your attention before we get you on your way to enjoy some beautiful spring weather and uh, start working on your mock drafts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, without further ado, all the waiting, all the tension, all the... Yes, I think there were nerves in the last five minutes or so. The results are in! The Canadians have the number one overall draft pick... This summer, Rick, what a <laughs> normally, I watch a draft ladder and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. this I was actually tense. Oh boy, no, you were tense. there
2: was a drum roll before the wonderful news.
1: and then it was well, as soon as as soon as the flyers dropped to fifth, it was oh, no. hey sorry, sorry, Poor Chuck Fletcher's like, <laughs> could this year get any worse? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, the funny thing is that, um, you know, there's this place called Tankathon and everybody goes there to to uh, try the different sim scenarios to see what kind of draft order is going to come out. And they, they just they 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 go there and run it as often as they like until they get the result they want. And I had committed to running it once and to live with whatever it came out. And I did that um, last night and I posted it in our Slack group for the Rocket Sports folks. And it wasn't looking good uh, because, as it turned out, the draft was following my simulation perfectly. Uh, and that wasn't good because the Canadians dropped to to third and uh and New Jersey ended up getting first overall in the simulation.
1: We were all waiting with pitchforks and torches. Yeah,
2: exactly. It was my fault cuz cuz yeah, Philly dropped and Seattle dropped and as
1: soon as that happened, it was like the lump uh-oh. in your throat starts like, <laughs> "Oh no." Yeah. But then but no. First overall. Pick? Tremendous.
2: Absolutely tremendous for the Montreal Canadians, the 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 miserable season, um, as it turns out, was was quite worthwhile.
1: Well, even our 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 contributor and colleague uh, and friend Mike Grashil in our Slack group said it was all worth it, and that's I think that's exactly sums up probably every every fan's ex, you know feeling of we got we slogged through this god awful season, but it was all worth it in the end.
2: So the folks at Sportsnet, the folks at TSN, they started putting out the Shane uh, Wright photos with uh, him photoshopped into a Montreal Canadiens jersey. Whether that will happen or not, although it looks like Shane Wright, the Kingston Frontenacs, is the consensus uh, as you look around, the overall uh, number one ranked player, and um, and Kent Hughes, uh, who was. Um, interviewed right after the the results of the draft, um, he was asked about uh, Shane Wright, and of course he's he's um, not going to tip his hand. He said he was, wasn't wasn't going to say who he was going to select, other than um, you know he said Shane Wright being compared to Patrice Bergeron, and said if we can draft a player who's who can have uh, as big an impact as Bergeron. Has had in in Boston, we'd be very lucky. He went on to say that he doesn't know Shane Wright very well, but knows that he's a, a 200 foot player and a team player.
1: And and he did also mention that uh, you know he reminded uh, reporters as we were on the call to that he still wants to draft in in the manner that he had mentioned earlier in the season and and talking about building a team. That yes has skill, but also has character and leadership, and so you're going to hear that be a theme. I think for Kent Hughes, I was glad to hear that he referred to to Shane to Shane Wright's character because it, it and and referred back to these comments that he had made because it means that it does really mean something to him that he wants to build a good team on the ice and in the dressing room, uh, and I think that's important um said he was looking forward to seeing Shane right at the combine of course they're going to head over to Helsinki and watch the world championships as well um keep in mind too this is Kent Hughes first time experiencing a draft from a completely different perspective than he has spent his entire career doing as a player agent now he's sitting at the draft table um and now he's going to be, you know, talking to the player agents. He's going to be fielding questions and comments. And he's going to be, there's going to be trades to be made. He did say he's open to taking calls,
2: but, but he, he doesn't, doesn't expect, doesn't expect no. to trade
1: away. the. Fr- He'd be insane to trade away. I mean, it would have to be the most attractive trade package ever known in NHL history, I think, for the Montreal Canadiens to give up the first round uh, first overall selection in their home building.
2: Yeah, that's, that's not, that's not, not going to happen. <laughs> not, gonna happen. Uh, not when you, to have the, the draft at home uh, and, and have the opportunity for the first overall pick has not happened since 1985 when the Toronto Maple Leafs took Wendell Clark. So uh, the Canadians aren't going to pass up. Jeff Molson isn't going to no. allow anyone no, 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 to no. pass up this opportunity. Um but they the, they still have some evaluation to do yet, uh, both at their computers and uh, watching the, the prospects uh, in person uh, to make their determination on the final, um, the final player and and uh, or the, the first overall player and uh, just to add to what you were saying about uh, they're looking for talent, they're looking for character, they're looking for leadership. Um, Kent Hughes reminded us something he said before, something Jeff Gorton said before that they are looking to establish a culture, That's right. uh, a culture of winning. Um, and so they want players who are, are going to be, uh, um, talented. They want to want leaders and they want, uh, players who are going to play at all, uh, ends of the ice.
1: I got to tip my hat to uh, our friend and colleague Mike Morielli at uh, NHL.com for asking uh, a lighthearted question of Ken Hughes, asking him if uh, after the selection had been announced, uh, if he had received any text messages from a young, recent. <laughs> uh a, a young hockey player from northeastern who might have recently wrapped up his season petitioning draft uh, eligible draft eligible uh petitioning to be that number one overall uh selection of, co- of course mike uh alluding to uh ken hughes own son jack um and uh, i have to say Kent hughes took that question uh very well and, and answered it right in stride and
2: he said, "I can promise you that Jack's not going to be our overall number one pick." Um, so, sorry, Jack. <laughs> sorry, Jack. But
1: it's not happening. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, you can already see the excitement. And this is what we've been saying for the last number of weeks. It's been torment to get through this season. There have been so many negatives around this season. But now that the season is finally over, you turn the page. It's a new chapter. It's a new day. It's the beginning of a new season. It's the beginning of a new era for Montreal Canadiens fans and the Montreal Canadiens organization's history. And you can already feel the buzz and the hope, the renewed hope, and the, the just looking forward to, okay, something finally went right. And maybe that's the first of many things that's going to go right this summer.
2: One can hope. Yeah, One can abso- hope. <laughs> absolutely. And that's what being a fan is all about is – is uh, setting aside what's happened in the past and looking for the future, and um, and getting that hope churning inside about about a team that's going places. It's going to be fun to
1: watch. Needless to say, Rick, um, as I as I said at the end of the kind of the show rundown. It's time to get the mock draft started. Speculation
2: starts. That's
1: right. Let's uh, all of the gaming, all of the speculation, all of the planning, all of the projecting. It can all now begin. Uh, It's a it's a pretty exciting time uh, for Habs fans and hockey fans. Um, what's also a very exciting time for Laval rocket fans, and quite frankly, should be for Canadians fans in general for sure, is what's going on with the Laval rocket right now. They are in the midst of their uh, round two North division semifinal series against the Syracuse Crunch playing games one and two back to back on the road last week on Friday and Saturday. And they managed Rick to split that two games on the road, uh, dropping the first one on Friday night five to three, but coming back with a, a gutsy 3-2 win on the road in Syracuse on Saturday. So
2: well, you want to split on the road um, that, that essentially uh, wipes out that home ice advantage for Syracuse and now sits in the lap of the Laval rocket uh, in the driver's seat. and, and uh, it also changes the pattern that we saw uh, throughout the regular season between these two teams.
1: That's right. Um, up until that really lopsided final game of the season, where uh, Benoit Gruel had had sat most of his regulars to rest them for the playoffs, and so kind of iced kind of the the B squad, and, and Laval beat them handily in Syracuse. So we we'll wiped that one out. Yeah, it's kind of an anomaly in the eight game season long series. Until that point, the other seven games in the series, it was always the home team who had won. So Syracuse had won three times in their own building and Laval had won all four times uh, when they hosted the crunch throughout the regular season at Place Bell. So uh, yeah, them winning on the road on Saturday night uh, was a big deal to get a a true competitive win on the road. And now the big question is going to be, can Syracuse do the same having not won in Laval's building at all yet this season?
2: They had taken one game to overtime, but um, and, and listen, Syracuse is a tough place to play, mm-hmm. uh, tough place for Laval to play. Now the Crunch will have to do uh, exactly that: win a game in uh, Laval and um, and with a full building. With it, we're expecting uh, the, the lower the lower bowl is sold out. Yeah. Um, I'm expecting that. It will be a pretty full building, and, and uh, it's going to be a challenge for the Crunch.
1: I think so. Uh, the the Rocket are promising, you know, they're having tailgate parties on Thursday before the game. There's going to be lots of hype, lots of atmosphere. Blizzard,
2: White Oh, that's
1: that's right. They're yep. gonna they're they're gonna start a, a whiteout tradition in Laval because remember this is the first time Laval's been to the playoffs. So everything that they're doing, it's kind of like okay, well, what 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 do we want our identity in the postseason to be? This is our first crack at it. So kind of getting traditions started. Uh, it's going to be very exciting, um, and we'll see if uh, we'll see if their success can continue, um, clean up some of the areas that were an issue last week, uh, and and see how how things progress. Interestingly enough, uh, they split both games and they also split who started in net. Uh, while Syracuse did not Max legacy uh, started both games Friday, Saturday, Kevin Poulin started on Friday, Caden Primo in the net on, on Saturday night for the win. So um, it'll be uh, lots of attention will be on whether or not J.F. continues to go back to the rotation. And we see Poulin in for game three again, or does he stick with the goaltender who was backstopping them when they had a victory on Saturday and Primo get a get a second consecutive start? So that'll be really interesting to watch.
2: The split was fairly even um, in the regular season. Um, Kevin Poulin played 30 games, uh, Caden Primo 33 games, but by far um, it wasn't even close. Poulin had the better record. Uh, in terms of wins, in terms of save percentage, in terms of goals against, uh, so not a surprise that he would get the start to open the series, uh, and and um, not to say that he was at fault um, in Mm-mm. in uh, game one, but um, going with that back to back situation, Kevin Poulin being an older veteran goaltender, uh, Primo came in and and uh, got the win, and and uh, we'll see whether whether he now gets a start to open in Laval.
1: In addition, we also saw Matthias Norlander take the ice for the first time in the playoffs. In the second game, he was a healthy scratch for Friday night's game, but J.F.L. decided to put him in as the seventh defenseman uh, on Saturday night. And uh, Rick, I think it's safe to say that we were happy to see that uh, the young Habs prospect got some playing time.
2: Not a lot of minutes, but um, I think it was estimated around 12 minutes. Um, but uh, good to see him in. Um, he he didn't look out of place. No, still getting used to the North American game, but uh, we'll see if those minutes ramp up, um, particularly when they're at home.
1: Absolutely. Speaking of defensemen, uh, on a positive note, Gianni Fairbrother was on the ice uh, at Place Bell today, skating with the Black Aces, uh, which means that's a good indication that his uh, rehab is, is following the timeline. They had said that he wouldn't be, uh, that he would be out until the end of May. So the fact that he's skating with the black aces right now is a good indication that he's progressing maybe even a little ahead of schedule. So, uh, might be some more competition for, uh, getting in on the blue line.
2: And as we've said before, Fairbrother brother, uh, Fair brother opera op- offers a completely different, uh, dimension dimension than they have right now. A very physical game. And uh, could be uh, a welcome addition.
1: If you want to follow all of the Laval uh, uh, Laval Rocket action, not only in the regular season, but more importantly here in the playoffs as well, uh, don't forget we have full coverage. We have a full team of AHL report credentialed reporters Um Covering the Laval Rocket uh, 365 days a year, but definitely right now in the playoffs. So you'll want to be sure you bookmark AHLReport.com. That's where you'll find every recap after each game breaks down everything that happened in the game, including post-game audio from interviews uh, from from our media members as well as other media members with J.F. Ull and some selected players after each game. So you want to be sure to check those out and also be sure you're following at the AHL Report on Twitter. That's where you'll find uh, links to all of our content, but also we'll provide live in-game updates of each game as they're happening throughout the playoffs, and you don't want to miss that for sure. Uh, All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. We've got a message for you from uh, our sponsors over at DraftKings. And when we come back, we're going to give you uh, we're going to kind of pull back now a little bit. We were focused in on the Laval Rocket in the Calder Cup playoffs. We're going to pull back and look at the bigger picture now. Uh, talk about who got ousted this past weekend from uh, from contention what some new matchups look like, and uh, who were some of the top guys around the league for the regular season who uh, were some award winners. We've got all that and more. Stay with us. This is the Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Are you looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? Well, with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. And welcome back to the Press Zone podcast right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media. We are so glad that you are here with us today. Uh, we will be here with you every week of the offseason. We're not just uh, the September to April folks around here. We stick around all during the off season. We've got lots of content coming for you, uh, both here at the Press Zone and our sister podcast, our flagship podcast, Canadians Connection, uh, hosted by Rick Stevens, um, and uh So we're glad that you're here. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at the AHL report. Uh, You can also follow the podcast itself at the press zone. Um, And if you're looking, if you want to drop a comment to Rick, you can find him at all Habs and you can find me at Flyers rule. Uh, And this, uh, this segment, we just kind of want to go around the AHL and beyond uh, just giving you a picture of what the rest of the Calder Cup playoffs is looking at looking like right now um, Rick Laval and Syracuse are currently in the midst of their North Division semifinals series which is technically part of the second round of the playoffs uh, they were both able to since they finished second and third in the division they got a quote-unquote first round by uh, and avoided the play-in round which is new to the league this year uh, it's a uh, kind of allowing a, a couple of extra teams to qualify for the playoffs, but then they, they would have to battle it out uh, in a, in a best-of-three series as a play-in round to determine who actually went on to the final round of 16, basically. Um, interestingly enough, of all of the best-in-three play-in rounds, only one of those actually went the distance to three games. All the rest of them were a two-game sweep,
2: <laughs> so they didn't mean much.
1: <laughs> so they didn't mean much, you know. Fans of those teams, of the teams who were eliminated, of course, got to watch their team play for two more additional games, um, and maybe some of those were at at home, uh, which would have helped with some gate revenue and so forth. Um, but but essentially, no it it didn't mean it didn't mean a whole hill of beans. Yeah,
2: and. and... They're not the first round of the play. They're not a, a, a part of the playoffs. This was a play-in round. I know what they're called, and mm-hmm. um, it it's it was overly complex. It was, and we've talked about this before. It it kind of uh, challenged the integrity of of the game, and and uh, which teams should be in the playoffs, which teams shouldn't. Uh, the only th- this was uh, this was reaching out to owners to add a, a little bit extra. Uh, to the coffers, given uh, the difficult times that that they've all been through, and we, you know, we we certainly can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but hopefully this was a, a one time deal because you know as far as trying to explain it, as far as trying to justify it, uh, and then the results, uh, it it doesn't make sense to to continue with this uh, with this play in round uh, at the beginning. Um, just let's get into it. And, and, and as Gary, as Gary Bettman said, and I, again, I don't compliment Bettman, uh, too often, but as I said on the Canadians connection this past weekend, um, Bettman was very clear. They're not interested in bringing in, in expanding playoffs. He wants the, the regular season to be meaningful. He wants the, uh, playoffs to be meaningful and so, 16 of the 32 teams make the playoffs, and that seems to be a good split for him. Quite a bit different in the AHL this year. Hopefully, we'll get back to something that um, that that maintains that that interest and and uh, meaning uh, for the regular season for the AHL.
1: So the play-in round results turned out like this in the Eastern Conference. Who didn't advance and make it to the final uh, round of 16? Well, the Providence Bruins got bounced by Bridgeport. The Hershey Bears, um, they were the ones who lost in overtime in the third game of their best of three series against the Wilkes-Barre, Scranton Penguins. Have to say full credit to the Hershey Bears. uh, Found themselves jammed up late in the game, managed to score two goals in the final two minutes to tie it and force overtime. Unfortunately for them, Wilkes-Barre went on to win it in overtime, but they uh, they put up a good effort and, and took it to three games. So the Hershey Bears are out, the Providence Bruins are out, and the Belleville Senators are out, thanks uh, to the Rochester Americans. That's in the East. In the West, we saw the elimination of the Texas Stars, the San Diego Gulls, the Henderson Silver Knights, and the Abbotsford Canucks. So those seven teams all qualified for the play-in round, all now getting ready to hit the golf course. Not in the playoffs any further. Uh, So that Uh, means,
2: go ahead. I I was just going to say, those division semifinals, um, and maybe you were going to preview them, I I was just going to mention a couple that, that look kind of interesting.
1: Well, yeah, I was there's there's so now that all of that's done, we kind of now know the rest of aside from Laval and Syracuse, who's already in the midst of their division semifinals. Um, now the rest of the 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 semifinal series are are set. So yeah, go ahead and and let's let's just mention who's actually going to be facing off against each other in the division semifinals around the league.
2: Well, besides uh, Syracuse and and uh, Laval, who we who we've already talked about. Uh, Rochester and Utica, um, also in the North Division, um, Charlotte and Bridgeport in the Atlantic, Springfield and Wilkes-Barre, uh in that same division. But uh, when you look over at the at uh, the Pacific uh, Division, and uh, we talked about last week how interesting Abbotsford and Bakersfield were going to be, but with Bakers Bakersfield winning that series, mm-hmm. it sets up Bakers Bakersfield and Stockton, yeah, um, which. Okay, the the California teams, but that's the Battle of Alberta uh, when you when you consider their their NHL affiliates. Um, And then over in the central um, and I skipped past a Pacific one, but uh, I'll just mention the two Illinois um, Mm -hmm. teams, Rockford and Chicago. That's going to be an interesting
1: one as well. I think so, too. Particularly now, Chicago uh, won. That Chicago was a top team for for the league uh, at the end of the regular season. Once again, it feels like that's kind of a perennial thing for Chicago. Uh, so they're going to be uh, very competitive. They have a uh, goaltender in Alex Lyon um, who was who who won the the Hat Memorial Award uh, a couple of weeks ago. One of the top goaltenders in the league this year. Um, so it's yeah, that's going to be a competitive and very kind of rivalry. Feel to it there. Uh, in addition to that, of course, uh, the Ontario Reign will be facing off against the Colorado Eagles. And the only other series that is already underway, like Laval and Syracuse, is, is the Manitoba Moose versus the Milwaukee Admirals. Uh, Milwaukee currently up two nothing in that series. So uh, Manitoba, I believe that series now goes back to Manitoba. Uh, the Moose couldn't win one on the road in Milwaukee, so it goes to Manitoba now, and they're looking to gain some ground on home ice.
2: Well, and remember, these are best of five, not best of seven. That's right. So Manitoba facing elimination there.
1: That's right. So they're going to need to come out with a pretty strong game three uh, to keep their playoff uh, series alive. So uh, I, there's going to be lo- that that's going to be some exciting hockey, uh, and we'll, we're excited to see some of those series get kicked off this week. Uh, we mentioned uh, that that uh, Alex Lyon, of course, uh, coming out on top of of the goaltending. Um, award as far as um, stats and performance for this past year. But uh, the AHL was able to announce uh, some more of their regular season-long awards this this last week, Rick. Um, the Les Cunningham Award is awarded to the guy who they uh, consider the league MVP, and wouldn't you know, uh, T.J. Tynum won it again, back-to-back years.
2: Nice. Back-to-back years with two different teams, but uh, he had a terrific season. A couple points shy of the 100-point mark, um, 98 points in 62 games uh, for Ontario. So terrific season for him.
1: That's right. Uh, The outstanding defenseman, that's the Eddie Shore Award, is going to Jordan Gross with the Colorado Eagles. Remember, they'll be facing off against the Ontario Reign. Uh, which is where TJ Tynan plays. So uh, you got uh, the, the league MVP facing off against the outstanding defenseman of uh, of the year, um, with a pretty breakout campaign this year. Sixty five points. That's pretty. Well done. Pretty solid for a defenseman, I would say. Um, as far as the best goaltender award, this is uh, the Baz Bastion Memorial Award. That goes to Dustin Wolf in the Stockton Heat. And and Rick, Dustin Wolf is a guy that we've talked about a couple of times, both with Patrick Williams on the show and, and without, particularly when Mac- Michael McNiven was sent uh, to Stockton. it was kind of like, well, where's he going to fit in behind the likes of Dustin Wolf? Um and McNiven ended up not staying there for very long, but Dustin Wolf has certainly had a, a solid season in that.
2: His first pro season after coming out of the WHL, uh, and he was uh, tremendous. Thirty-three, nine and five was his record. Nine twenty-four save percentage, two thirty-five goals against. Um, he was absolutely terrific, and and for Calgary, that's a steal. Uh, as Wolf was a seventh round pick in twenty nineteen.
1: Additional good news for, for the Calgary organization, though, the Lewis A.R. Pierre Memorial Award, which goes to the outstanding coach for the season, went to none other than Mitch Love, who is the coach of the Stockton Heat. Um, so Rick, I think that's a it's a it's a really positive sign. Uh, you know, will Stockton remain in Stockton next year? Of course, that's a question mark we've talked about before. But as far as the product on the ice, they've got a They've got a great goaltender in the system. Uh, they've got a coach who's doing some pretty tremendous things uh, in their for their AHL team. and I think that's uh, just nothing but a boon for for the NHL uh, club as well. So
2: And coaching staff coach coaches are going to be in uh, demand this summer, um, mm-hmm. certainly for the NHL. Uh, so we'll see if there's any movement. And uh, why wouldn't you take a look at uh, the, the the person who's been coach of the year in the AHL?
1: Absolutely. Uh, finally, the Fred T. Hunt Memorial Award is uh, the award that goes out every year to the player uh, who best exemplifies uh, sportsmanship, determination, and dedication to the game of hockey. And this year, uh, that honor goes to Sam Annis from the Springfield Thunderbirds. Um, and, I, you know, that's one of those... It's one of those awards that I really like to see get awarded because, um, you know, I certainly commend and respect uh, every player's on ice performance. But when when you're able to be recognized by uh, coaches, players and members of the media throughout the league for your um, your your character and and your what you do off the ice, I think that's even uh, kind of a little bit more special, too.
2: Wore a letter, wore an A in Springfield this year, and uh, evidence of his character on the ice. And uh, this, as as you said, was uh, for uh, community service off the ice as well. So, well done uh, to uh, an AHL veteran like Sam.
1: Absolutely. Um, so, those were. Uh, we should also mention um, the the player who basically got the Rookie of the Year award. Uh, that went to Jack Quinn with the Rochester Americans. And Rick, I think that was duly awarded uh Jack Quinn had a had a pretty tremendous season with Rochester they're still going strong uh they're they're going to be facing off against the division leading Utica Comets now um between him and and J.J. Paterka I mean it was um they were they were uh, two of a force (laughs) to be reckoned with uh with the Amherst this year but uh congratulations to Jack Quinn uh with his rookie of the year. Great
2: season for uh, Jack Quinn. He'll have uh, a chance to raise his stock a little bit uh, during the playoffs, as you said.
1: Absolutely. We will keep an eye on the Calder Cup playoffs as they uh, progress, as, as things develop, and we'll keep you up to speed on what's going on around the rest of the AHL. And don't forget next week, uh, Patrick Williams will be back with us for another edition of the AHL Hot Stove, and he really has his finger on the pulse of what's going on uh, in the entire playoff picture around the league. So we'll have some great stories for you from around the league next week on the press zone. You won't want to miss that. Make sure you subscribe to the show so that you don't miss it. Um, As far as this week goes, Rick, we've got some excitement for the Laval Rocket. As we mentioned, there's two home games. Uh, Game three and four must be played. They are both going to be played at Place Bell Thursday night at home uh, at 7 p.m. against the Syracuse Crunch, Saturday afternoon at 3 p.m. If Syracuse manages to... If if these two games also end up in a split and that forces a final game five, that will take place in Syracuse next Tuesday. So we'll know next Tuesday on the show whether or not that needs to happen or not, or if one of these two teams is going to wrap it up uh, on Saturday in Laval. It's going to be pretty exciting. Um, so our uh, AHL report crew will be on the job and bringing you all the coverage. Don't forget follow at at the AHL report on Twitter, AHLreport.com for the game recaps. Um, aside from that, Rick, there's been some, uh, you know, Habs fans are already. It's only been a week that the Habs have been have been out of the picture, uh, in in terms of a hockey season, and Habs fans are obviously already still hungry for everything that they can consume about their favorite NHL team. And fortunately for them, Rocket Sports uh, is there to the rescue. Uh, First of all, the Canadians Connection podcast comes out every Saturday, uh, hosted by yourself and a rotation of me and Chris G and Michael Spinella. Um, And we'll be back with another really uh, pretty, pretty fun episode this coming Saturday.
2: For sure. We're going to have a special guest, a draft expert who, um, now that we know uh, where the Canadians will be picking, we'll have a bit of a discussion on what we can see in the draft. Um, so you don't want to miss that. And uh, you said that the Canadians can, uh, Canadians fans are still hungry for um, information. And uh, last week, if you missed it, um, you'll want to listen to that podcast because we'll give you tips on how you can stay engaged during the offseason season especially with uh, your team not in the playoffs but there's lots of other things uh happening so um canadiansconnection.fm canadiansconnection.com either one works and and you can listen to all of the back episodes
1: absolutely and one of the suggestions that we made on last week's show uh was to get involved in in the many ways on our different platforms for fan interaction uh i will i will. Uh, shamelessly self-promote the All Habs YouTube channel here, uh, YouTube.com/slash All Habs. Uh, I host a weekly program on our YouTube channel called Habs Hockey Report. And this past week, it has been exceptionally obvious to me uh, that our viewers there and Habs fans around the world are definitely wanting to to talk to one another and and talk about the Habs. Uh, if you're not one of the Many, 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 many people who have hit the subscribe button on the All Habs YouTube channel in this past week. Make sure you do so. Go to YouTube.com slash All Habs. We've had a ton of comments, uh, lots of people wanting to leave comments to be read on the show. Uh, even noticed today, you know, there's 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 viewers who are chatting with one another in the comments section. It's really great. Tons of fun. So make sure you check that out. It comes out every Thursday at youtube.com slash all Habs.
2: One of the more popular comments is, wait a minute, how did I miss this? <laughs> so well, <that's> if, right. <laughs> if you've missed it, go to youtube.com slash all uh, If you have fellow Habs fans, tell them about it, because maybe they missed it too.
1: Lots of fun uh, news about the Habs, news about the Laval Rocket, exclusive interviews. We've had uh, Jesse Ulanin, Lucas Vedamo, and Nate, Schar- Nate Schnar have all joined us exclusively on the show for one-on-one interviews. Plenty of fan interaction. You don't want to miss it. It is the place to be on YouTube for Habs fans this summer. Uh, so get in and subscribe now while you can. Um, and with that, we are going to say, okay, let's all go have fun making some mock drafts. Let's get ready for the Canadians Connection podcast on Saturday. Let's get ready for some Laval Rocket playoff action. Um, and Rick, uh, it's, uh, it's turning out to be a pretty fun week.
2: For sure. Lots, lots of exciting time.
1: Lots of exciting things going on. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you being here with us each and every week. We are here for you, and we are glad that you are here to listen. And we'll see you back here again next Tuesday for another great episode of The Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Radio.
0: Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.